0: And boom, we should be live in a second here. Uh, everybody in the chat, if you can hear us and see us, please give me a thumbs up. Thanks for your patience here. And uh, once I just verify we're live, I'll hit record and we'll fire this podcast up. Very excited to have our buddy Saul on today. Uh, let's see. Looks like we're good here. Um, hmm. I don't know if this is a setting that I have in my um zoom but you're not showing up Saul. because maybe because you're not showing your video weird you should show your picture at least i'm i'm looking right now on our live stream and i'm not seeing you uh could you give me a check check talk and see if we see you
1: yeah let me let me just uh, do that am i showing up i'm showing up on my screen
0: yeah not seeing you
2: so right now right now
1: it's you and now it's me Okay. Oh, yeah. It's That's just showing
0: you. your name on the stream. That's so weird. That doesn't show your picture on the stream.
1: It's um, it odd. You know, uh, Zoom has been having some strange, um, I don't know, some some strange glitches lately because it was doing that with me not too long ago, and then it stopped doing it, but not because I did anything this is showing live it's showing my picture on my live my live thing so are you looking over at what's happening on um yeah
0: i'm going to share to telegram and we'll just we'll just we'll just work with it also if you have any uh screen shares i can do i'll do that during the show because that always is fun to look at we could look at your site and look at some other stuff so
1: sure Uh, sure. (laughs) yeah let me know
0: no worries. Okay, let me just share that we're live and then I'll hit record and uh, we'll fire this up. Um, and yeah, excited. You know, we're going to touch on all of our favorite topics today, it sounds like. So, um, well done, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been really enjoying um, your continual um, uh, mission to help support the um, knowledge around the virus lie. Uh, that's been really great, Saul.
1: You've really championed that the last couple of years. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's been a, that's one one of my little babies. I've been I've been carrying along.
0: <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and hit record right now, and <clears throat> we'll get this going. <coughs> And boom, we're back for another episode of AlphaCast. I'm Mike Winner, and I'm here as always with the grand, beloved Dr. Bear Paul Lando, the uh, man on the other side of the river there on the South Fork in the beautiful big flat, crushing it as always on the farm, doing what he can do best. Bear Lando, how are you today?
2: I'm doing good, and thank you as usual for that uh, opening superlative. Uh, How's things going over in the uh, in Lower Skaboe there on your side of the river?
0: Couldn't be better. We've been in the river every day. Uh, just uh, so blessed with how healthy the it, it is. The the water is just amazing. I did take a nasty spill uh, a couple days ago. My entire right leg is just full of abrasions, and my uh, right hip is uh, completely uh, covered with contusions. I fell about ten feet down a two thousand foot cliff. Trying to do a, a, a pretty um, gnarly uh, gifting of Organite and uh, was in my Earth Runners <laughs> like an idiot. And lucky, lucky I didn't break anything. They, uh, the angels were uh, definitely supporting me there. Uh, I literally fell head over heels down the side of a mountain. And uh, walked away pretty much unscathed, except for some nasty cuts. So, uh, yeah, that was been my week. uh,
2: We're glad it wasn't serious, but you realize they were probably watching you from the Death Star and hit you with a disequilibrium ray that made you (laughs) fall down the cliff there. They don't want anybody messing with their uh, screwing up the ozone there. Well, the good thing is the Organite
0: was installed, and um, I don't know if you guys got a little bit on Sunday, but we got a little bit of rain literally in the beginning of August on Sunday. Uh, raindrops started falling on our head. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty wild, so that was that was cool.
2: I was out setting irrigation, and I, I started getting a couple drops on my face, and I was like, what's going on? Do I have a leak here that's spraying up at me? I looked up, it was actually sprinkling.
0: Yeah. God was, uh, taking a tinkle, I guess, as I'd say as a kid, but it was, uh, really cool to see. And, uh, we had some family visiting and they went and floated the river with getting sprinkled on. It was a trip felt like I was in Hawaii. So, uh, and I'm wearing, um, one of my new Hawaiian shirts I got for you as an homage to you, Bear Lando. So, uh, it's nice. kind of Hawaiian. Classy. It's almost more, uh, almost more like Fijian really. But,
2: um, Stoked to have Saul Major Luckman on. You to be an old man only geezers wear Hawaiian shirts anymore. You know, when I was in uh <laughs> in my 20s, 30s, that was like the rage. We were back and forth with Hawaii before we moved there full time and and uh you know, even on uh, North Shore Oahu there, you know, all the young surfers were wearing Aloha shirts, but uh became kind of out of vogue here with the new radical wave of uh what do we call the agro surfers? oh yeah yeah yeah
0: uh no they're back the hawaiian shirts are back definitely with the kiddos right. so uh you can start wearing yours again uh and we do have a surfer with us today we were just talking a little surf talk before uh we hit record Saul over on the east coast and uh excited to go deep in with him today uh Saul luckman uh is a um this is the second time on the show with us he's uh Award-winning novelist, and he's returning to guide us on a magical mystery tour. Saul Luckman is a pioneering visual artist, award-winning novelist, and humorist, and best-selling author of nonfiction books on health, spirituality, and consciousness. As an accomplished ink and acrylic painter, Saul offers a glimpse of this universe of intelligent energy in his artwork, as objects condition space with their essence and vice versa. And the outside conflates with the inside, because all is one. Saul's international bestsellers spanned fiction with Snooze and Callie the Destroyer, nonfiction, Conscious Healing, uh, Potentiate Your DNA, and humor satire, The Angel's Dictionary, Musings from a Small Island. In his bold, colorful compositions, three of which have been featured on the covers of Itzhak Biri's The Gift of Shamanism, sh- uh, Shamanic Transformation, and Shamanic Healing, Saul is committed to exploring and depicting energy, Uh, This podcast will leave no stone unturned as Saul's intrepid explorations into fake science, the present global dystopia, and the very nature of consciousness are congruent with the philosophical leanings of us here on AlphaCast. Why uh, are some vulnerable to the mind parasites? While many of us laugh them off, our accepted historical accounts, the biggest fables of all, and what constitutes the true fabric of our realm— well, we're going to dive into all these topics, much plus much, much more today. Dr. Berlando, take it away.
2: Hey, gentlemen. Um, actually, uh, Saul Luckman is a pseudonym for Kelly Slater, who we actually have on here today. So, hi, Kelly. I mean, uh, Saul. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it is good to be in the company of fellow surfers here, and uh, we could talk surfing the whole time. But, Saul, hey, great for you to join us. Uh, always, uh, always uh, good to chat with you. We've had a lot of great chats over the phone we've had uh, great chats you know both Mike and I have been on your platform you've been with us so good to have you back thanks for making time with us uh shoot we have a lot of ground to cover you know we share so many similar interests uh simulation shamanism uh healing uh DNA uh you know uh predispositions based on what's going on in our consciousness so uh why don't we start off by you telling us what's new? You know I get your regular newsletter with podcast uh, you know that you put out there and I really enjoy them. I'd encourage our audience to really check them out. And Michael put all the links for those in the in the show notes here. But uh, Saul so good to see you. And uh, thanks for being with us. So tell us what you're up to these days and then we can kind of use that to segue into you know whatever we want to dive into.
1: Well, thanks, Dr. Bear, and Thanks, Mike. I'm really stoked to be here. I was mentioning before we came on that, you know, I've been writing my, my PIPO board a lot lately. I'm, I'm, I've come from a body surfing background, so I'm kind of learning the board world a little bit now and, you know, increasing my skills as a waterman. <laughs> so that's been a lot of fun, but I really appreciate you guys having me on.
2: Body surfing, can be pretty gnarly. You ever watch those guys down at the wedge in Southern California? They're doing crazy stuff. Uh,
1: Definitely. I, you know, like Mark Cunningham was um, a really big uh, influence of mine. Um, He, he cut his teeth in in that world in Hawaii and, uh, you know, is still considered to be the greatest living body surfer. He's just really, really incredible. I mean, I'm nowhere near that level, but you know, I've gotten pretty good. You know, I can hang with I can hang with some of the younger guys in you know where I surf in, in Florida, um, and, and I can catch some kind of crazy uh, crazy waves. But uh, the, the wedge is a different animal entirely. That's uh, that'll break you in two if you're not careful.
0: I I grew up on the wedge because that's where I'm from. And uh, that's why I grew up as a, uh, what surfers would classically call a sponger and a body surfer because of that, those kind of breaks. Same with Corona Del Mar right there, big, heavy, really concave uh, (coughs) breaks there that were hard to surf. And I definitely almost died uh, at the wedge when I was 14. I was held under uh for a good couple minutes it felt like and uh came out on the sand and was puking and all that so i've had my bouts with the wedge uh, uh sir Lando, if you didn't know that um what a heavy heavy wave that is
1: yes super super heavy so anyway that's uh i have a lot of respect for people who can take that on i am I'm, I'm a little bit more of a lightweight but i mean you know i can get up into some some pretty good stuff when you know when the when the curve is right and it's not uh not such a downward momentum but that that really kind of throws throws off my game a little bit but um in terms of what I've been doing I, I mean I may have even said this before I I, I still spend a lot of time at uh, attending uh, Alpha Vedic University
2: <laughs>
1: you know you guys have such a great podcast and there's always so much uh just fascinating material you put out and you you Always send me down a lot of rabbit holes of of uh, research and exploration. So you you've definitely done it again. I would say, I would say I've I've spent the last uh, several weeks uh, neck deep in Jason Bashir's work and simulation theory and looking at the you know. Well, a lot of stuff that I wasn't aware of, but also a lot that I was aware of and how many connections there are to to my thought process and to to my nonfiction books on energy. healing, And uh, they're deeply in just uh, they're absolutely full of a kind of um, holographic view of reality.
2: Yeah Jason is uh pretty amazing he's encyclopedic as far as his um you know his research and his knowledge and uh interesting guy very interesting guy we're going to have him back on again pretty soon too so um
1: so yeah I would love to I would or, love to just talk ahead. a little bit about the simulation concept and
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: okay. you know uh kind of where where I'm coming from and how I'm I'm meeting up with that material I know a lot of people are looking into this uh, you know you've had uh like Santos Santos Bonacci, is that his last name, has interviewed uh, Jason, and um, he just went on with Max Egan, or Max Eigen, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but very big figure, so he's getting a lot of traffic, so I I know that his numbers are spiking, and um, so there's a lot of interest in in what he's putting out. And I think for good reason, because if he's right, you know, we're, we're headed into some pretty intense and amazing uh, events uh, in the not so distant future.
0: Yeah, the Phoenix event is in uh, in the early 2040s, according to his calculations. And it's actually a conjunction with uh, the other event uh, I'm blanking on right now. So we're looking at uh,
1: the Nemesis uh, X object and
0: Nemesis X, correct. And what's interesting is this ties in with like die-held die-hold foundations, similar predictions, which come from a totally different angle. And Jason would say that is not congruent with where he's coming from. But I only bring that up because there are other traditions, too, that all seem to point uh, at this, like, 2040s time period. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are interested in this because uh, it kind of uh, (laughs) is a big deal if if there's any sort of truth there. We're talking about massive, massive global change.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the, um, you know, what got me really interested in that leading up to it was looking more into, concepts around Tartaria and I know there's a tremendous amount of disagreement on on that on what that that even means but just the idea of mud floods and pre-existing civilization resets and hidden history or history that's been covered up and all of that you know obviously that ties into Jason's research into simulation theory and the idea that we have these cataclysmic events That are programmed into the simulation, one of them being the phoenix, the other being this nemesis X object that he talks about. And so he's, you know, come up with this idea, and I know he's been on the show, but that that there's a, a 138 year cycle, which is the phoenix cycle. It's actually a kind of cleansing mechanism, thus the name, there's a rebirth aspect to it, and it's designed in some ways to keep, I know this is such a rabbit hole, it turns into a rabbit hole really fast, but according to him, the uh, the Phoenix Protocol is designed to keep the Archons and the Archontic forces, their minions, in check. So that's a very fascinating aspect of this discussion that we might have. But I thought I would just yes. I, thought I would just uh, kick off, you know. And uh, I know, Doctor Bear, you're you're very well versed in this material. But you know, less people think this is completely just, uh, you know, out coming from left field. It, I wanted just to share that. In, there was this 2012 study, I think it was at Bonn University in in Germany, and it was looking at cosmic rays, and it was looking at a kind of energy shift um that they are supposed to contain whatever they are however you want to define the word cosmic but anyway they they end up revealing this kind of underlying pattern or lattice uh that that was hypothesized to be a kind of created artifice a kind of simulation and we're talking about you know a hologram here and you can look back at um uh, at Michael Talbot's wonderful book, the, the Holographic Universe, and everything that he had to say on this subject, and and many other uh, individuals who have looked at um, this question. There's an article I'm looking at right now from Science Daily back in 2012. It was talking about this, and the article is, do we live in a computer simulation run by our descendants? <laughs> no, I'm, that's not what I think Jason is saying necessarily not so much our descendants and more so our true selves may be running the simulation. But in any case, it's an entire article on this idea that we're living in a simulation that's designed to help us learn how to, I don't know, improve our systems or survive or do something positive in terms of the human race.
2: Yeah, and... You know, it's not far-fetched at all, because cultures, uh, people, you know, for eons, have understood how the simulation works, and it gets into all the things we talk about, you know, as far as how electrical forces are, you know, precipitate through the ethers to create our entire reality, our bodies, and how we're all individualizations of the um, grand design that uh, has the ability to project our little... Simulations within simulations, but it also uh, really explains uh, the science. You know, uh, people like Jason and yourself. You know, you're you're great at bringing forth uh, the uh, more the historical understanding as far as how the simulation has been manipulated, and uh, you know how different uh, time clocks have been conceived in order to control people. But the main thing, uh, you know from my perspective is understanding the science behind it because then rather than just wringing our hands and saying, well, somebody's manipulating us or, or has created uh, you know this holographic universe uh, you know that we're now captive of, uh, we can actually do something about it. And I believe that's what the simulation is about is us being in uh, an incubation period where we learn how to create the simulation we want. And, you know, the science also explains very clearly how uh, other entities who are not, um, you know, in the mass hypnosis and actually creating it can manipulate us on the mental plane and capture our attention and therefore our whole creative impulse, our creative consciousness uh, to create the world that they want and uh, seduce us into thinking that we can't do that for ourselves. So, um, yeah, anywhere, you know, you want to take that, but there, there's just so much, not just evidence, but ways that we can uh, verify that for ourselves by taking these um forces that the ancients talked about as far as how the the simulation is created in the first place and recreate them in the lab and and you know in medicine and everything that we do so it's not just conjecture when you take these principles and then apply them and then have your own experience you say wow that's really how the universe works and it can't be anything else but a projection a simulation whatever you want to call it it's all the same thing